Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I am in Lake Atitlan in Guatemala, and I'm talking online to Anna Cascales, who is the founder of the Love Lab, an experiential lab in Costa Rica. And today we're going to talk about the surrender experiment. Hello, Anna, how are you? Hello, good morning, darling. I'm great. I'm doing great. What about you? I'm, I feel good. I'm really excited about these podcasts and I'm super curious to hear how you implement this experiment because I read this book this year and it really has a prof had a profound impact uh, on me. Uh, but before we start talking about it, like where, where are you at the moment? I'm in Cocles in Limon, the Caribbean side of Costa Rica. For six months already, I'm, I'm living here and I'll move to Spain soon for the summer. But yeah, traveling around. And I'm, I'm always traveling around. You always never know where. Around. You, you've lived around the world, right? Yeah, I've lived many places and I hope and I want, I wish to keep on traveling. Is life supports that because now I'm surrendered, so I, I have no idea what I'm, what's next. Yeah, I can imagine. And can you tell a bit more about the surrender experiment? What what is it about? Yeah, before anything, I want to mention uh, Michael Singer, who is the the writer. The, the I mean, this book it, it, it's his book, and he in the book he tells about his his own experience, how he decided to surrender to life, to release control, to. Uh, avoid the likes and dislikes, the preferences of the ego, personal preferences, and let God do the work. Like allow, allow that the life uh, brings you the opportunities and take away the, the, the situation, the person, the, the people, the, the, the circumstances that you don't need anymore. So after reading this book uh, a couple of years ago, I was in a moment of my life of suffering, tension, because it was a lot of chaos. Uh, I was divorced of my daughter's father. I closed my company. I was in debt. I had like many situations that the mind will would classify as bad situations. And I was asking for help to something bigger you know I was like please let me know what I do I, I have no idea what to do with my life and then this book came to my hands I wrote it I read it and wow everything changed not ex externally everything was apparently the same but internally everything changed in me so from that instant I surrendered to life I committed to surrender I said 
God or the life force of the universe or whoever you believe in, I told him, like, please drive my life. I don't want to control anything. I'm going to sit in the passenger side. I'm not going to be the pilot anymore. I'm just going to be sit down. I'm going to be the passenger. I'm going to observe all the landscapes, all the different situations that I have to pass through. But I'm just sitting here observing without judging, without giving my opinion, without classifying, without wanting anything. And let's see. Let's see what happens. And that was two years ago, and I can see now that miracles are happening. Miracles are happening, And actually. Can you describe uh, the feeling of change that you were looking for? Like, what did you feel when you decided to, to, to surrender? Uh, it was kind of a, a liberation. It's like for many, many years in my life, I was taught, I mean, I, I thought that I could create my reality, I could uh, change the reality, I could uh, control what's going to happen, and I worked so hard, and I studied my degree, my master, another master and trainings and more trainings and more trainings because I wanted to be better and better and more intelligent and to have more knowledge and and this kind of competitive uh, attitude that I didn't know what I had because this culture is all about competition and uh, getting to um, a goal, achieving a goal. And, and somehow when I... Oof, I, I realized I realized that that were that all thoughts all beliefs those beliefs are were making me feel like exhausted. I was very exhausted. I was, and even more when you when you think like that, and life destroys itself, everything breaks down, fall apart, and then you realize that the doesn't matter how much you you if, how much effort you put in something doesn't matter how much you fight for something doesn't matter how much at the end whatever it needs to happen is meant to happen it's gonna happen so in that moment i felt liberation absolutely trust in the universe and it was a feeling of peace in my heart in my body and just I knew that something absolutely different and new was starting. I had no idea what. I was full of uncertainty, full of uh, doubts. But I was safe. I, I knew that I, that was the way. That was my, my path, you know. I, I, was, I had the certainty that that was the only way through towards liberation. And And different things happened. Uh, often they happen at the same time. So you talked about your divorce. Uh, you talked about your business. Did they both have similar yeah. impact on your decision to surrender? Or was one more important than the other? I think they. it was a mix of circumstances that made me feel collapsed, absolutely collapsed. And I also think that during pandemia, during these last two or three years, many of us had 
kind of the same situation. Probably we we don't go to bankruptcy or probably we don't get divorced. Probably, But we don't have health problems or doesn't matter. Uh, life knows how to touch any one of us in the exactly the point where, where it hurts more, you know. So it was many things coming together at the same time. And I was like, oh, my God, I thought everything in my life was controlled. I had money, I had my company, I had my, my family, I had my daughter, I had my partner, I had my, fam- my my mother, my dad. I had everything under control. And then I realized that that was fake, that was not true. And I was not feeling love, even though I had everything, or apparently I had everything. I was not feeling peace, I was not feeling love in my heart. I was not being open to joy, to pleasure, to gratitude, you know. In inside me, there was there was no peace at all, and I can say that now because I now I, I feel peace. Not I cannot say every single minute, but most of the time I feel peace in my head because I decide so. It's not something that I when ego appears and there are some fears or there are some uh, like I'm struggling with something. I always sit back in the passenger position, I said, okay, I'm going to observe all this and let's see where it drives me. Because for sure, if it's coming up, if it's occurring right now, it, it has a purpose. It's for something. And so you say you, you had a perception of control, you know, of like partner, family, friends, business, but then you realize you actually don't don't control. And um, I'm very curious how, how the surrender, surrender how, how it goes for you. But maybe can you share a bit more about the book of Michael Singer, when you read it, what it's about, what you learned from it? Yeah, this book, basically, Michael Singer is a super wise man. He lives in Florida. Uh, he has a temple of life, like like university of life in, in Florida. And he was a yogi. He wanted to meditate and do yoga every single day of, of his life. And then... Uh, he realized that even though he wanted that, life was bringing him uh, a very social, active, business, professional life. So he was like in this opposition of forces, like what he wanted versus what he had. And one day he decided, when he was around 20, he decided to surrender to life and stop uh, deciding by himself what he wanted and start responding to what life brought to him. So he started to say yes, basically, to all the opportunities that came to him, even though he didn't want or his ego didn't want to say yes. And then in doing the whole book, he's now like 70s or 80s, like he's an old man. And it's beautiful to see the whole life of surrendering, what happens when you just say yes and you go with the flow even though your your mind resists or doesn't want to go for that flow and then you go and then it's what happened next and next and next and how he became millionaire and how he founded a super multinational company and how, like all the blessing that he got just because he released the ego dissolved the wishes and wants and desires and yes let God 
that that's beautiful so you kind of surrender to something larger to yourself and 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 how so how did you implement this uh in your life and 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 what type of miracles uh did happen i think that to to practice the surrender because it's a practice it's not something that you learn and then you got it and then you know how to do it it's every single day there's an opportunity to practice the surrender because every single day you see people, uh, you see different situations, circumstances that, that, that you want to control or you want to force something, relationships or whatever. And so you need to come back to center. And the most important thing is to be present, to breathe and to be connected to your emotions. Because for me, emotions are the guide that tells us like path. So when I feel something I don't like, I understand that that's my ego and I breathe that sensation, but I don't act under that sensation because otherwise the emotion controls my life. So it's more about breathing, being present, being connected to your body, being very intuitive, very sensitive to the energy and just listening to that part of ourselves that is connected to the source and that has all the answers for everything. And even though sometimes and, you don't um, want to do something, but yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, even though sometimes you don't want to do something, I will tell you some examples right now. But, uh, when, you, when you see the ego that it's like resisting something or or wanting something different. So you can see that, you can observe that, and you breathe it, and then you stop, and then you you remember that you are not going to act under that energy. So you wait, you breathe it until you feel peace, and once you're, you, you feel peace again, and when you feel love in your head, then you have more clarity to to see the message right there. Of life and um, how do you connect uh, to messages so how do you know what you should do or, or, or should not do like 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 how, how does that work when we are in peace I and mean, when we feel peace and love in our head and gratitude and expansion and connection we know the answers because we are in that state that there's no mind and need our higher self uh, like on board, like driving the, the boat. When we are not in that place of center, balance, harmony, love, expansion, gratitude, and joy in our head, it's because we are under the possession of the ego. And that's in many people, that's most of the time. Because we are still in the past, in the future, thinking, planning, uh, blaming ourselves, blah, blah, blah. So when you are in, in that ego state, it's very easy to feel fear, to feel dirt, to feel insecurities, to feel uh, whatever, whatever emotion. So that's the process of becoming more and more spiritual, which is part of surrendering more and more. Uh, it's observing the part of you who is 
upset or who is annoyed or who is and i i call her it's anna is that part of me because i'm not anna anna is the the character the part of me of myself that gets annoyed get worried get uh, angry get whatever me i'm the one who observed anna doing that and feeling that so me the awareness that can observe anna when she's upset i know which is the way i totally know i'm certain 100% certain about uh, certain about that anna is confused because ego wants to uh, control her life according to her beliefs and life is not how she believes so it's all the time this game between these two parts of us one who knows and one who doubt and and um that's beautiful and how at a daily basis like what daily practices do you have to to get there normally i have a very relaxed life because i live here in the in the forest you know near the beach so i wake up i meditate a little bit or i do a little bit of yoga i go with my bike to to bring my daughter to school i cook very healthy natural products so i have a very simple life and that helps me a lot i know that when i'm in the city it becomes super difficult for me to be present and to be aware because in the city there are many distractions many noises many people many stimulus and many um low vibration energies that it's very easy to get lost in into those vibrations so i try to be in the city as less as possible and to be more connected to the nature but so no go go ahead but <laughs> but I think that what helps more is that every time something trigger yourself and activate some energy like uh, uncomfortable energy inside you stop you breathe and you say okay let's go deeper what is this that I'm feeling right now what is why I'm feeling this uh, jealousy why I'm feeling this need of calling someone why I'm feeling this emptiness why am i feeling this hungry if i just ate why am i feeling why and and you breathe it and you close your eyes and you go inside and then you realize that you're feeling that because you are you are not there you are you are out of yourself you are distracted so so what i understand what is important to you is daily practices like relaxed life connected to nature but also checking in with yourself when you get triggered so when you get jealous for instance and um can you give an example of when you got triggered and then how you how you deal with that and how you reflect on that sure sure for example uh, we organize a journey for families that want to come from europe here to to the lobla and in april we had a family that came and the journey for them it was 5000 dollars for two weeks so uh, one week before coming they called us and they said that they only could pay for 4000 because they didn't have enough and they really have the flight we had everything prepared so we said okay uh, we trust 
pay well, four thousand, and then when you go back, uh, you when you can, you pay the one thousand. Left. They said, yeah, thank you very much. We really appreciate that. In that moment, I don't see them. I see God all the time talking through them. So I said, okay, if they have the 4,000, that's what they can give us, offer. I understand that God is giving us that amount of money, and that's what we need, all God. So they came here. We had an amazing time. They learned so much. They transformed their lives. They were absolutely different people when they left. It was super, super nice, the experience. And then they... They left and we had all this Excel with the accounts and we saw that we expended almost 5,000 euros in the trip. So we we paid 1,000 for them. And then we told them like, hey, when are you going to pay us uh, the 1,000 left? And they said, we cannot pay now. We have a lot of debt, blah, 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 blah. In that moment, my ego activates us in a moment like, oh, shit, you trust and blah, blah, blah. Or you should tell them blah, uh, that you spend more and ta 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 ta. A lot of voices comes into my mind, and then when I start listening to these voices, I start feeling bad and feeling the separation with them and feeling me against them, and and then I know that all these kind of feelings is part of ego because when you love, you accept, and there's nothing you trust. There's nothing to say. There's nothing to change it everything is perfect as it is so before telling them absolutely anything when i received that message and i started to feel these emotions i breathe i went into my meditation to to go deeper in that sensation uh, and i didn't reply so i kept on with those emotions until they absolutely were gone and I could be back in my sensation of perfection, of trust in life. And I said, okay, if God doesn't consider to give us that amount from these people, we trust in life and it will come from another point, another people, another situation, if it has to come. And if it doesn't have to come, we don't own anything. I mean, it, money is not ours or, or yours. Money is an energy that's flows around, probably they need it more than us, all good, we serve, we did our best, they had an amazing journey, that's the important thing, that they could feel love here, and we are supported by God, so, okay, all good. So after feeling this, I could text them, I could reply, and I could say, thank you for being God, we really appreciate and we trust that whenever you can, if sometimes you can you will balance the energy. All good. Have an amazing day. We love you. Uh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So it's a completely different response. Exactly. My ego wanted to respond attacking, you know, like, uh, no, because you told me we made this agreement and now you are not uh, following the agreement, blah, 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 blah. That's ego. Ego always want to fight. Always want to win. Always want to have uh, the right always want to be the last word, to have the last word. That's ego. That, that, that's not love. That's not God. So that's not the way. That's not the path for me. That's, that's really beautiful. And um, how, um, how, what does that change inside you? Like uh, with this attitude 
and with this response versus maybe if you would have responded from your ego like how how does how do you feel differently if i if i respond from the ego i'm creating a tension a friction in the relationship and then somehow i don't want to see what they respond because I know that they are going to be upset and I know it's going to become more and more tension, more and more uncomfortability in the relationship. I know that probably I cannot count on them in the future for anything. Uh, I know I'm not giving, creating a harmony in the relationship. And if I act from love, I know that I'm changing completely the way that they are expecting me to respond. I I don't want them to feel blame. I don't want them to feel inferior. I don't want them to feel that they are in debt. I just want them to feel that it's God. It's always God acting through them and through me. And God knows what we need and when we need it. And we as humans, our egos, are afraid of not having. But that's not true. We always have what we need. So the difference basically is peace and love. That's that's beautiful. And um um because you created this project Love Lab and uh, you also had a business in Spain before. So can you share a bit the difference from how you created your business in Spain and explain a bit about that and how you created the Love Lab in uh, Costa Rica? Yeah, in the small details, everything is different. Every single detail is different. But the big difference, the huge one, is that before I used to think that I created a company. I lead a team. I'm the leader of the team. I'm the CEO. I'm the one who takes the decision, who makes the decision. I'm the one who blah, 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 who pays the salaries. And now I know that I do nothing. It's all the time God walking through me and just serving to the divine plan. So if something goes well in terms of good and bad for the mind, it's not me. If something go, goes bad, it's not me. It's part of the game. So I'm just learning every day, trying to serve and give as much as possible, responding to life. I'm not forcing anything. I'm if if something comes up, I receive it and I'm super happy. But if it doesn't come, I understand. I'm doing my best. I mean, we are doing like the advertising and everything. We feel that we we really want to do, not from this scarcity mind of we need to sell or we need to. No, no, no. We don't need anything. And up to now, it's always full. There's no availability. One one guest leaves, and the next day another guest comes, and it's like it's always full. And people and, have come um, for one week, and then at the end they stay one month, and they extend and extend because they don't want to leave. So that's what I really want to. People that come here feel love, and once you feel love, you don't want to leave from that place. And how, how has the Love Lab been created? So what type of people have been joining? What type of situations have you attracted or have got attracted? I think it's more like uh, this vibration, uh, attraction energy, because 
since the very beginning, everybody to come here. Before. I was told, like, uh, watch out, because in the Caribbean, you can be robbed. There are many people who steal, blah, 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 blah. And I feel super safe. Nothing happened. Only conscious people come. Uh, everybody who comes is open to practice yoga, to learn, to have dinner together. It's everything relaxed. And I'm super, super happy. Like, Nothing wrong happened, nothing stressful happened. One day I let uh, one of the guests forgot and he left the house completely open with the door open, everything open. And we went to the beach for the whole day. And when I came back, I, I found that everything was open. And I was like, oh, fuck, I thought I, we were dropped. And no, it was just that we forgot to close the door and everything was absolutely open and nobody came, you know. And somehow we are protected. We are being guided, so... So it's really the vibe, uh, your your vibe attracts your tribe. That's what they say. And um, yeah, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. And if we attract something bad, we understand that it's part of the karma. So it's all good. I mean, we trust. Yeah. And how do you feel goal setting? Because uh, as an entrepreneur, a lot of people set goals. So do you still set goals or did you also get rid of goals? I set intentions. I have a lot of intentions and I like setting intentions, but not goals. I mean, without expectations. And what's the difference but, between with an expectation or without expectation? Can, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, for example, Sebas, uh, my daughter's father, my ex-partner, he was going to Spain last week on Tuesday and he bought a flight. He had the intention to go to Spain on Tuesday. But uh, he took the, the bus in the morning and the road was cut. So he couldn't get to San Jose on time and he missed the plane. When you only have the intention to go and you are not uh, attached to the result, if you cannot, if you miss the plane, if you cannot make it, you are not going to suffer because you accept the situation, then you You look for another flight, for another day, you stay in San Jose, and you understand that life wants you to fly another day, and that's all. When you have a goal and you're attached that you need to take that flight and you don't do it, you don't make it because you missed the flight, you're going to suffer, you're going to blame yourself, you're going to say, I should have left before, I should da 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 and then at the end, that energy is making you feel bad. And you feel fear because now I have to buy another flight because blah, 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 blah. And sometimes when you feel bad, you're going to blame someone or something externally because of the driver, because of the road, because this country is a shit, because it, it rains a lot, because da, 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 da. And you know, all the time I'm going to try to find something external that justify your suffering. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. So it's kind of being, when you're attached to results, you you start to suffer more and, 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 and maybe to blame. Whereas if you're not attached to the outcome, you're more flexible in a way. Yes. If you're attached to the result, you are not surrendered because you're trying to control and force a determined result. For example, now you have the intention to go to Mind Valley in July, right? Yes. You have the intention, but you don't know what's going to happen. No, I don't know. If you cannot manage to get to Estonia and Mind Valley in July, you have two options. Either you suffer, either you accept. Yeah, so it really... Infinite possibilities that can happen from now till July. 
So you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> no. No, but that's really interesting. So it's kind of accepting what happens versus controlling. And I think a lot of wise people say that you need to accept what is in front of you instead of like wanting it to be different. But sometimes that's difficult, right? Because maybe in, in, in business or in, in love, like something happens, you don't want it. Um, so how do you deal how do you deal with accepting what is in front of of you like like how do, does that technically work do you tell things to yourself do you meditate you just let go do you run on the beach like how can you change your mindset to that i think that, that the response to that is the emotional maturity and the responsibility the emotional responsibility because it's basically being responsible and hold your own emotions, which is quite complicated because we haven't been taught for that. We have been taught that when we feel something, we have to do something with that. If I feel anger, I need to shout on someone or scream. If I feel sad, I need to cry and lie on the bed. If I feel fear, so it's just I'm feeling this. And I'm feeling it, and I'm gonna feel it, and I'm gonna breathe, and I'm gonna stay here with this feeling as long as it as it takes. I'm not gonna try to change the feeling. I'm not gonna eat anything to uh, avoid the feeling. I'm not gonna drink alcohol to not feel that. I'm not gonna uh, go for a run because I need to feel this that I'm feeling right now. And once you feel deeply what whatever you have, you need to feel in that moment, somehow it. It goes. I mean, it releases. It, it disappears because it's an emotion. It's energy in motion. It's it's all the time changing. And there's no emotion that is gonna last forever. So if you want to skip the feeling, you are not being responsible of the emotion, and then you will want to change the external. But so, if you feel, you don't need the external change because you know that you can hold whatever is happening within ourselves. So it's really important to completely feel the emotion, go through it instead of like running away from the feeling or wanting to change Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's the only way for surrendering. And and David Hawking, who is also a, a guru that I really like him, he was an enlightened doctor from America as well. And he wrote a book that it's called Let God, Let, Letting Go in English. Mm -hmm. Letting go, and it's all about a technique to that he explained how to do that, how to keep on breathing the emotion, crying or shouting or whatever you need to do, but stay there until the emotions releases and disappear. Don't don't try to change the emotion. And also with the fa with the hungry, for example, last week or two weeks ago, I was doing a, a fasting, a three days fasting process. And during the fasting, you need to let go the, hung the, the hungry. When you are hungry, you need to stay there feeling this emptiness in your stomach and saying, okay, this is an emotion, this is a, a sensation that I'm feeling. My ego wants to eat because I'm hungry and I want to eat because I want not to feel this emptiness in my stomach. But I'm going to feel the emptiness and I'm going to stay here with the emptiness. And then you breathe that, you stay there, and then you see that in, in one hour, in some time, it disappears. And then, then you're not hungry anymore because hungry is also 
an illusion because it's something that the ego ego thinks that we need to eat but we don't need to eat because yeah, in reality you can survive way longer right without the food absolutely yeah. i mean yeah that's if you're present if you're present in yourself and connected to yourself you are nourished by love but if you are distracted in your mind and you're consuming a lot of energy thinking 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 of course you're going to be hungry but not of food hungry of of people hungry of love hungry of 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 gratitude hungry of, of expansion you know hungry of, of all this kind of thing hungry of a lot of distractions that life has to to offer and uh Yeah, one of the distractions that I got rid of is uh, alcohol usage since two months, and it really improved my life. And I'm curious, like, what distractions did, did you reduce or did you get rid of that really changed your life or improved your life? I was addicted to 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 men, to couples. I I was like, I was with a with a partner, and then I broke up, and I need another partner, another partner, another partner, like in changing in chain because I was addicted to men, addicted to to feeling love, to receive this it was not sex, it was love what I was looking for all the time outside. So I was addicted to men and, and relationships. I was addicted to food as well. Uh, I was addicted to computer and working and having something to do, being busy. If I distract myself uh, doing sport a lot and moving my body. I I was very active person. I thought it was good, but at the end it was a distraction as well because I didn't want to feel. So I went running or I went biking or I went swimming. It was a way of not not feeling. Now I think I'm very present and some days I feel ex- Expanded and connected, and I'm feeling so much love. Some other days, I feel low energy, or I feel my mind is more active, and then I go with the flow. I accept that, and I stay there, and I, I see where the river is driving me. Yeah, yeah. You come across as very present and grounded and balanced, so I can definitely see that you've been on a journey. And um, I recognize we can be so busy and so distracted. And um, yeah, you said you have been addicted to love as well. So can you share a bit more? Why did you choose to create the Love Lab? And what is the purpose of this for other people and the purpose for you and the purpose for everyone? I was addicted to men. And that doesn't mean that I was addicted to love. I think we are all love. And therefore, we are all looking desperate for love. But when you feel love, you are not addicted to men or to women or to sex because you feel already love in yourself. So I, I created oh, my intention with Love Lab because I didn't create it and I'm not creating it. I'm part of the unfolding creation that is having place here. Um, my intention here is to have a space where people can feel love and connect with love at least one moment in their life, at least five minutes, 10 minutes, one day, that they can feel relaxed, they can feel grateful for life, they can appreciate the small, simple presents and gifts that we receive every day, just with the fact that we can smell, we can see, we can move, 
we we have food on the table we can have hot water in the shower i mean we have so many things that we don't value then when you come here and you start practicing this simple life and you you start opening your head and clearing your mind then you realize that how lucky we are right and and how how powerful we are so that is the intention of the love love and every people who come here that they can experiment that by themselves in their body so when they go back home to their own countries or their their own cities they they already know that that exists and they therefore they won't be the same anymore so when you find love inside yourself you don't have to grasp outside anymore so much if you if you forget you will always have a reference to go back and your your soul will always want to go back at least you already know what 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 you are looking for otherwise you are just looking for looking looking and desperate in looking and you don't know what you don't even know what you're looking for yeah that's that's wonderful and how do you realize this so what activities do you offer like like what does the love lab do practically speaking Mm, we do yoga, we do kirtan, we do static dance, sacred fires, uh, like medicinal plants, mushroom, cacao ceremony. Uh, we have a co-working, we work together, we co-create, we cook uh, delicious plant-based food. We have rooms, available two, two rooms available for guests that want to live and co-live here with us. Mm, tours around this beautiful area to show them the forest, uh, to do snorkel, to to enjoy this place here in the air. I, I, I experienced your place and it has a it has a magical feeling and also by calling it the love lab, I've been reflecting, you know, on the theme of love, love more for myself, for my family, for friends, for romantic partners, and sometimes the that I'm looking outside of myself for love. So I think by already calling it the love lab, you make people reflect, right? Regardless of the activities. Yeah, I think that the name attracts some kind of people and rejects some other kind of people. So, which is, for me, it's totally fine. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's wonderful. And you're also organizing something in, in August or September, like a, tantric journey or is that still going on yeah we, uh, we have a tantric lifestyle uh, retreat it's going to be in november from 9 to 18th of november for couples for 13 couples it's a huge deep powerful loving tantric experience for for connection and for openness for for couples and it's going to be not only here in the Caribbean, but also in, in La Fortuna, in different places in, in Costa Rica. And then we also have a 15 days journey, as the one I told before with this family, for families and friends who want to come here for 15 days and experiment what's love, love, and what's the Caribbean energy. And that's going to be one in October and one in December. And then we will have a, a New Year's Eve retreat. Many things are coming. Let's see. That's the intention. We never know. Yeah, that's that's uh, the intention that you said. And with what type of people do you collaborate? Because you don't do everything for yourself, right? So what type of teachers? No, no, no. No. People are 
coming. I mean, I'm not looking for for trainers or for for therapists. People who come here, they feel the energy, they have some talents or gifts that they want to provide or serve the, the community. And they offer me to to propose different activities. So it's like a place that everybody can use to offer any kind of gift to to the community, to the to the other the rest of the people, right? It's it's open for everything and for everyone. For of course everything that has to be with with love, art, music, tantra, uh, sexuality, sacred sexuality. Consciousness so, in general. So it's really, I like that it's really co-creation, and that you you're not looking for people, but you're kind of attract them. But I'm mm -hmm. curious. You're an experienced entrepreneur, but imagine I'm listening to this podcast and I'm considering setting up a business. For a lot of people, setting up a business is stressful. You need to find customers. There's finances involved. So do you think you can already? surrender as an entrepreneur in your first business or do you need to have more experience to do this i think that every soul has a path and it's a perfect path for that soul so in my case i needed to pass through this system path like having a house buying a house have a mortgage uh, have a family have a daughter create a business create another business create another business, work in a multinational company, had a career, had a master. I need to pass through that path for 30 years in my life to realize that that was not my path. And then I came up to this point where I'm now. It doesn't mean that this, this is the path. It can be for some entrepreneurs that they need to go through that system path and then they can experiment and they can learn and they can discover by themselves what makes them happy. Or you, if you feel like you can read the book and you can resonate with this message and you can decide to surrender now and just stop wanting and desiring and start feeling and being open to whatever lights have for you besides your wishes. That that's really inspiring. I, I I recognize with that that for a long time you can go from primary school to high school to university to job, right? And you feel kind of successful, but all the time you're controlling kind of what you want to do. Um, and when other people will let go or or enter that new space, um, it's kind of terrifying because you you enter a new space of of not controlling. But I've, I've realized that I also meet other people like yourself that are on a similar path. So how has that been for you in terms of people that you meet in that journey? You need to be very brave and very authentic and very connected to yourself to choose the path of surrender. Because in my case, my family thinks I'm crazy. Uh, my mother suffers because it's like I gave you the best education, I gave you the best tools that I could, and now look what you're doing with your life. You're doing nothing, and you're creating nothing, and, and you have nothing. You know, it's very, it's it's strong sometimes when you need to hear the comments of people who are still living in the old system, full of fears, and um, they try to 
to push you and to to test you how how firm and how determined and how strong you are in your decision of surrendering. And I had an experience in the sea. I almost died in the sea in a current with my daughter. And that, that was another opportunity to surrender and, and tell God, if I need to die now with my daughter, I'm, I'm, I surrender, okay? I, I'm done. And if you think that we need to do something else in this earth, help me because I cannot leave this water. It was super strong waves and we were drinking so much water and she was, my daughter was screaming and it was super, super hard. But that was another opportunity to die a little bit more. My ego died a little bit more. It was losing the fear of dying, losing the attachment to the body, losing the attachment to my daughter, you know. So at the end, life gives you, without looking for them, life gives you every single day an opportunity to surrender more and more and more and more and more. That um, must have been a tough experience, especially with your daughter in the in the sea. But you got something out of it, like that you were surrendering more to life and letting go of of being afraid for death. Um, are these type of experiences needed for people to to take this path of surrender, like 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 setbacks? Is that typically what is needed? I don't know. I don't know what God considers that every person needs to totally surrender and to release the control of their life. I hope not everybody needs to experiment something like that, but I think somehow I my intuition tells me that everybody needs to somehow die. Not probably not like physically die, but symbolically, you know, like die to to the image, to the character that we have been building of ourselves during all of, of our life. So death is, a, for me, is a symbol of destruction of one part of me. It's not existing anymore. So it's kind of another one, person I, I interviewed on the pod, podcast, Tucker Walsh, she mentioned like you can jump off a literal cliff or of a metaphorical cliff. And then he said mm-hmm. that is jumping out of a meta- metaphorical cliff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it can yeah. be. And you mentioned that, like, some family maybe they have certain opinions about your path, and 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 everyone, of course, has parents and family. So how do you deal with that, and how have you dealt with that in the past? Because that's also a process of letting go, right? Le- looking for approval from family. Yeah, I just breathe the emotions that I feel when I, I observe that I want to I want them to like me, I want them to approve me, I want them to to recognize me and that's my ego of course. So I observe that part of me that is looking for that. Fortunately now I'm not feeling that anymore. So when they told me I really understand them because they have another awareness. They are living in another absolutely different consciousness level so I totally understand and I send them love and I send them gratitude for being maestros and being mirrors of some parts of me that are still there doubting and nowadays it's happening less and less so it's important to to not resent it but to really embrace it and send love Sure. They they do their best with the information that they have and the awareness level that they have. They do their best. 
Yeah, that's that that's absolutely true. And what I find very inspiring is you're creating this together with your sister, right? Yeah, we came here together. I felt that we are, we make a super team because we are very complementary. Our talents, our our gifts work really good together. And we had an an amazing relationship, very authentic one. So we came here together. Then he, she went back to Spain one month ago, and I stayed here with Carla. So now I'm here with her, with alone. She's not here anymore. But then in September, we have the intention of coming back together. Uh, let's see. Let she's also surrender. So we never know. We never know why we came here together. If we are gonna stay here together, probably she can't, and I need to go. And now finishing my first book, I'm writing a book. So, by the way, I, I think I didn't tell you. I'm already finishing. Oh I wow! I told you. What is the book yeah. about? It's called A New Humanity. And in the book, I started writing my experiences, some of the experiences I'm telling now, and many other more that I had in the in the last years. But then I started to think about a new humanity. How how the the Earth, the planet Earth, will be when this new awareness uh, is in all of us. I mean, when we all are being surrendered. I mean, how, how it's going to be like when everybody surrendered to God? And I started to visualize that world. I felt that I was already living in that world, and I started writing how it's going to be the politics, the religion, the economy, the educational system, the sanitary system, uh, relationships, sexuality. And I started to describe where I was living in this new humanity and how the globe, the earth is going to be when we all surrender. And it's almost done. Wow. You've, you've done that very fast. So it's kind of a comprehensive view on the world because it's, it's touching different areas of life. Yeah. For me, it's more channeling. I think, I don't think I'm, I'm writing it. When I sit down to, to write, I, I light a candle and I just allow that information comes through myself and I express whatever I'm feeling in that moment. And I don't know why I'm writing this. I don't know if I'm going to publish it. I don't know who's going to read it, if somebody is going to read it. I don't know anything. I have no expectation, but I I have this strong feeling that I needed to express and write about this. So that's it. And is Costa Rica a place where you see this new humanity happen or is your philosophy and not connected necessarily to to your life in costa rica mm, costa rica well the caribbean side in costa rica helped me to to integrate this style lifestyle of surrendering and flowing and connecting to the nature and loving and having a, a family a soul family uh, to share a community uh, I, I'm 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 living that life now here. Yes. So it has helped because you're connected to the nature and and and, and the sea. And um, in terms of publishing, you don't know yet. But what's your? Do you have a certain vision for for people reading it or spreading it throughout the world? Or you're not not yet there. I don't know. I have the intuition that I'm gonna go back to Spain in a couple of weeks, and I have the intuition that something is gonna happen there related to the book because I have some contacts in different editorials, so I'm gonna send them the the draft. 
and let's see. I don't know. I sometimes, don't know. sometimes you have an intuition. I have the same with my podcast that when I'm going to Mind Valley, that something might happen. Either I meet some guests or, or, or I don't know, people that can take it to the next level. But yeah, you never know, right? Yeah, many times you do things, you don't know why you are doing them. And then with the time you understand, oh, wow, yeah, now I know why I did this. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's true. And what are other people that inspired you? So you mentioned David Hawkins, you mentioned Michael Singer. So what people or books or movies have been inspiring you along the way? One of my favorite books is uh, Yogi's Autobiography from Yogananda. I don't know if you know it. That's one I of my favorite that's that's one of my favorite books, uh, Jogi's autobiography. I like a lot Ami, uh, the the boy from the start. That's very inspira inspirational trilogy about that uh, boy that ca who comes from the start and tell us how's life in other civilizations, in other planets, and that's really really inspiring. Um, I like or, or I enjoy reading Shakti Ananda is also one woman. She lives in Ecuador and she's also very inspiring because she practices Kriya Yoga and I follow her a lot. And then the every person who comes to my life now is uh, my best teacher, you know. Every single person is an opportunity to practice love. Ah, so it's it's people that you meet along the along the way. Thank you for sharing. And you have a beautiful mm. daughter that you're living with. So to what extent is is she a teacher for you? Definitely, she's the 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 most. I mean, every single day when I'm angry, when I don't respond how I should, when I'm not patient enough, when I'm when I'm not present enough. She reminds me all the time, coming back to here now, uh, talk quiet and calm and relaxed and trust. And she's all the time reminding me that. That's because I don't have children, so I don't know how it is, but I can imagine that you, you shift the attention from yourself to living for someone else, right? So you can also, it helps you to put things in perspective probably. Yeah, it helps you that what you want is not the most important thing. It helps, it, it teaches you that uh, time doesn't exist because you cannot tell them we will do it tomorrow. For them, there's no tomorrow. It's here now. So if I want to play, I want to play now. And don't tell me that we need to eat. No, I don't want to eat. I want to play. You know, and, and that's all the time making you think about how, how we really live, you know, in this structure that we need to eat at 12 we need to sleep at eight we need to and for them it's like very authentic no i don't want to do this now i want to whatever no? i want to read a book or i want to and then understanding that it's a it's a human even though she's only four she already knows what she wants what she likes and sometimes i don't want for example her to meet to eat meat but she wants to eat chicken and it's like Either you fight against that, either you accept that she needs to walk her path, and probably when she's an adult, she realizes things and she changes because she really wants to and not because you told so. So it's more like 
like being flexible and being accepting that whatever you feel or whatever you think that is positive or correct, probably it's not for her and she needs to experiment by herself what works and what doesn't work for her, the same as I did in my own path. So Yeah, so she makes her own decisions at her own pace. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And how is it to raise a child like together with someone, but you're not together anymore. I'm not sure if you want to share about that. Yeah, it's, for me, it's, it's now it's very beautiful. We have been working a lot in these two years because we, we separated in 2020. And in these two last years, we have been working a lot of that because we know that above a partner, we are two individuals. And above two individuals, we are parents of a human being that hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with our, our egos. And we didn't want her to grow up with our ego battles, you know. So now we we work a lot on that. We respect each other a lot. We love each other a lot. And it's, it's beautiful, beautiful to be together, not being partners, understanding that we, we can love each other anyway in another form yeah so it takes it takes some time but it's wonderful that you can still have this connection uh have a good connection while you're raising your your child and i think carla stays one month with you and then one month with her father like that's how you've organized it no we go with the flow it depends it depends now he has been here for two months in costa rica and now we go to spain for two months and a half and then he will come back in October. We don't have a fixed structure because we both flow with life, with life and we, we don't know. But we know that we want us both to spend time with her. So we make our best to to spend as much time as possible with her. Ah, I can see. Yeah, that's that's understandable that you want to, to flow with life. And um, another topic that I learned a lot from you is like the masculinity versus the femininity. And that's also part of love. And this concept, I didn't know much about it until recently, but can you share a bit about your vision on that and why it matters and maybe your own experience? I, I love this topic. And I think that it could give for another podcast itself because it's, we can talk for hours from, from these two polarities and two energies that, uh, what it's too too big of a topic maybe i think so i think that uh, we have already given a lot of information that probably we start talking about masculine energy it can be a little bit confusing for for people who's listening yeah probably if you want to we can make another one another uh, episode in the in the podcast talking about masculine and feminine energies i would love to that's good we can do that another time that that's excellent yeah so is yeah, there anything? So. Yeah, no, that that's that's brilliant. Is there anything else that you want to share around the surrender experiment? Basically, if you want to share the the my contact details and anybody feel that they can serve them somehow, however, I'm 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 here to serve. I I see God in every one of you. Of course, also Jasper working through you. And um, if I can help you somehow, here I am. 
That's great. So if you have been listening to this podcast and if you're inspired by the Surrender Experiment, feel free to reach out to, to Anna. The Love Lab in Costa Rica is incredible. So if you're curious about that, you should definitely visit. Yeah, I've been inspired by this, uh, Anna. I read the book and I'm trying to implement it more and more also with this podcast. I have an intention to help people on their inner journey, but I really kind of want to create it in flow and organically. So I'm really inspired by your story. So yeah, thank you for your time. Maybe the last question. So if people want to go on the surrendering path, like, like what's the one thing for them to remember from this entire conversation? Read the book first. That's the main starting point. And probably we could create like a group of community of surrender experimenters. And then we share together and we, we can exchange our experiences and walk the path together because it, you never know. You are never enough surrender enough. You know, you are always learning something. That's a great idea. So, um, Thank you, Anna, and thank you, people, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, see you soon at the next podcast. Bye. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Thank you, thank you.